got a chance to try How can I be sorry if I don't know the crime I should be mad cause you never told me why Still, I can't say the same Hello everybody and welcome back. It is Monday, July 19th, 2021, and you're listening to episode 121 of the Can I Say Something podcast. I'm your host and a recluse with a juicy caboose, Damien. Joining me today is... That's Dage! And... Eric McDuff. Today on the show, we will be discussing what we've been watching in the 2021 Emmy nominations and concluding with an in-depth discussion of the 6th and final episode of season one of Loki for all time always and giving our general thoughts on the season as a whole. Right into the show, bicycle at gmail.com, bicycle on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, smash that subscribe button, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, tell a friend, a family member, a stranger, what's up guys, how we doing? Doing great, man, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Doing really well, really well now. We got that intro all smoothed out. It yeah, is warm. Yeah. It rain, is muggy. right? You guys have got rain. I'm not. How about that rain? What's up? What's up with that rain? It's so humid. Rain. What's that? What's that Seinfeld bit? What's What's the deal with the rain? Yeah, what's the deal with everything? You walk yeah, outside so. and it's wet. What is the deal? Where does it go? Where did it come from? Nobody knows. If I wanted to get wet all the time. I just stay in a shower. What's the point <laughs> of showers? <laughs> So Derek, why don't you tell us what you've been watching? I think I think you mentioned I think you mentioned this uh, some basketball stuff. Yeah, basketball yeah, yeah. finals. Doing some watching a bunch of basketball stuff. Um, so I've been watching the NBA finals, of course, which have been it's been a great finals, by the way. Um, you know the Bucks and the Suns. Uh, as of recording, the Bucks are up three games to two. So hopefully, Suns can push it to a game seven. Um, but Let's go. Yeah, that uh, that last game was that game five was a real good game, and I went right from that yeah. to watching Space Jam, and that was horrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was I, I, I was yeah. I watched I watched Space Jam today, and, and I agree with your sentiment. That was horrible. It was yeah. I mean, am I right in saying that it's just a two-hour commercial for HBO Max? Uh yeah, actually, I uh, I thought that they did a great job at uh, showing the. Um, uh, the Warner Brothers universe. Just they, yeah. they just went through everything. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Uh, what else was there? Um, uh, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. The like. I mean, I get there was a, there was a there was a couple like moments that were a little fun. Like okay, Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote and Mad Max. I appreciate that, but uh. like I don't need to see the mask standing next to the droogs while King Kong are all watching like basketball. Like I get why Wreck It Ralph too. Like the princesses working together. Like okay, like that's you know. Like shameless promotion, but at least it makes sense. Why is the mask watching a basketball game? Like I don't, I don't like. Why are the White Walkers there next to him? Why is Danny DeVito's penguin there next to him? Like it's uh, look, ugh. wow. For the most part, I agree completely with what you said. But the White Walkers, I did make the connection when they had they, when they were very uh, visibly showing all the White Walkers behind um, Don Cheadle's character. The next person that came out was Dame Lillard. And he was dressed as he called himself the 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 King Stomper or something, 
and he came out in all golden armor. Yeah. So that was a play on Game of Thrones, King Slayer. So he was basically J- uh, the Jamie Lannister of that game right there. So that one made gotcha. sense. But you are right. There are yeah. other parts in it where it's like, this is this is completely out there. You're just basically showing everybody you possibly can. I was waiting for the Animaniacs to pop out of the WB Tower. They were. I saw them. They were there. You could oh, see them. Oh, they were there? Uh, yeah. Nice. Oh, and they mentioned <laughs> The Matrix about 8,000 times because yeah. if you didn't yeah. know, the, the, they're coming out with a new Matrix movie this year. So they kept being like, hey, yes. have you heard of Trinity? The Trinity? Let's have a, the granny do like a Trinity kick. Just oh, I was like, okay, yeah, we get it. And yeah. there, there was a good cameo. I will give them. There was a really solid cameo in the film that I won't spoil. That was probably the only sure. really good joke of the movie. <laughs> I, right before that, I was just like, It'd be funny if they did this, and then yeah. they almost did that, and they did. They uh, like I like you said, we're not going to spoil it, but they, yeah. I agree with you. That was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, There's but another part feature. of that too was just that I felt like every one of those little montages they did for like the Matrix when they were recruiting the players, it was just kind of like a way for LeBron to dress up in a, con- a costume and not mm-hmm. like saying the actual lines because when he says lines, it just shows how terrible an actor he is. Yeah. I think that's he why he was a, animated for so much of the movie, except for when he actually was playing basketball at the end. They were like, he's like, he makes Michael Jordan look like Meryl Streep or something. I, oh my gosh. Yeah, and it was crazy too, because he actually had a really good movie. Uh, he was a part of a, a good movie. I forget what it, uh, it had like. Um, Trainwreck? Trainwreck. Yeah, Trainwreck, yeah. I actually he, liked his character in Trainwreck. I thought he did a really yeah. good job, and this almost was like yeah. a step back. Yeah, Two he's, steps he's back. like a good producer, but I don't know. Yeah. So is this like the future of entertainment where with the MCU and we're, we're teasing a little bit our discussion later of Loki, but you know, Loki's got the multiverse uh, approaching it, it, it unleashed the multiverse there. And now, so Disney without all their properties, this is this just going to be like the monolith culture. Is this going to be media industrialists just being like, we own everything. So put everything in every movie now. Yeah. Everything can be everything. Yeah, I think so, but at least when Disney does it, it makes sense. Like, there is no yeah. reason for the Iron Giant to be paired up with the Animaniacs. Like, that's, <laughs> you know, if, like, different, like, Spider-Man are showing up in the same Spider-Man movie. Cool. I get yeah. that. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't sure. get the whole ending of this movie. Like, uh, just, I don't know. Sounds like... Sounds like Ready actually, Player One, where it's just like, hey, remember Berries? Remember this? Remember that's, that? That's what it was. That's yeah. really what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they uh, did a really good job at like uh, assembling the the Justice League better than the actual Justice League movies. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. All right, so that's what you've been watching. And what? Who are the finalists? Who is the uh, the players in the in the group in the 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 sport? Suns versus the Bucks? <laughs> so you know he's got um, CP3 going for his per- first championship with uh, C3PO um, against uh, what's his name Giannis. So Giannis. it's it's. Oh. Yeah, Giannis and uh, Devin Booker. Yep, yep. <laughs> Trying to say his last name. <laughs> yeah, you're probably familiar with uh, Chris Paul from like State Farm commercials, Damien. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, that guy. Yes, I'm aware of Mr. Chris Paul. Yep, you're correct. But they so, got uh, uh, this other we... guy, Devin yeah. Booker, on the Suns. He's he's uh-huh. he's really good. He he's spent good. he spent he's so good. much time in like this this dead end team, and now it's it's actually crazy to see the Suns in the finals. And uh, he's actually he's not shying away from it at all. Like they, they compare him to Kobe a little bit. He's no Kobe, but he, you know Kobe. You know, not to say trained him, but he, he they gave him like he gave him pointers, and he trained with Kobe at times. So they're, they're, he's got that like mentality where it's, he's just not going to fade away. He's just going to keep coming at you. I, I mean, the, uh, game five, what did he end up taking? Like thirty shots or something? Something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. 
I'm going. Very I'm rooting nice. for Suns though. Yeah. Me too. Me too, man. I, I just. I mean, right. I wanted to go to seven because I just want to see more basketball. But I am rooting sure. for the Suns. Yeah. Go basketball. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what else? What else you've been watching? Uh, the only other thing. I, so I also did watch that uh, the movie I mentioned last week finally put out its last part. So the part three of Chosen. Wow. That Rewinder documentary on the 2016 Cavs came out, or just kind of on the Cavs in general, but like kind of focusing around that, uh, the shot kind of at the end of the 2016 uh, finals to win the Cavs a championship. Third part of that came out, which was the longest part, so that was a really interesting documentary. And then I finally got around to watching uh, Inside, Burnham's Inside, so that, and I really oh, liked nice, that. Nice. That was a, a really kind of just interesting look back at this past year and just yeah. kind of how it was really depressing and just weird and i don't know i i, I really liked yeah. it a lot yeah it was really good i i am i, I do a lot of tiktoking now i don't do tiktoks but i'm on it uh dion dion always makes fun of me because it's like it's the kids stuff it's the stuff with the, the children that's for baby children why are you on that thing <laughs> but it's oh, yeah, very, very China interesting. sympathizer come on yeah exactly <laughs> hey fellow kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there board. it is. There it every, is. Every other TikTok has some reference to that of just the, either the words or the themes, or just you know mimicking his movements. But yeah, every every other TikTok is referencing that. Um, it's just incredible. You know, the Jeff Jeffrey Bezos is fucking incredible. Yeah, born in 1964, Jeffrey Jeffrey Bezos, love it. I was dying <laughs> in the Instagram white girl part. That was just... yeah, yeah. That was an awesome one. It was. It really was. The everything, everything, all of the time is great. Mm-hmm. All of those little bits of like, yeah, just all those references, just incredible. The hilarious incredible part thing. is him doing those poses, and there's nobody else with him. You know, he's just he's, yeah. I, I mean, I I get it. Yeah, Instagram uh, uh, women do that all the time, but it's just funny that he's dressing up like that and just completely making a mockery yeah. of it and, and and filming it at the same time. It's just all by himself. I don't know. It's a funny visual in my head. Well, not in my head because it's actually there. Although there were probably plenty of outtakes that was just yeah more ridiculous than the stuff that he actually used. Yeah, the one that I always think about when, you know, think about what he did all by himself in that one room is the one where he's the, the turning 30 and he's got like, you know, some strobe light behind him. Every time the beat hits or the, the beat drops, it's, it's, it's just incredible. The thing he did by himself in that one room over a course of a year and being like, I, I can also think of it from the perspective of, you know, you want it to be perfect and you're just the one guy doing it. And it's not really, I don't know if it's something like Netflix is asking for, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they gave him a deadline, but I, I can definitely see it as something where he probably was editing it for forever and just being like, I can do better. I can do better than this. I can write that better and shoot this better. Yeah. It's really yeah, certainly. That he, he was his out. own worst enemy. I've been that, that yes. entire time. Yes. Yeah, exactly what I'm saying. Yes, you got it. Yep. So, uh, Dion, what have you been watching the last couple of weeks? Well, uh, uh, Derek kind of spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> NBA playoffs, Space Jam. Yes. But I actually tried to uh, watch a movie that you told me to watch, The Game, but I forgot that it was mm. called The Game, and I confused mm. it with The Hunt because it was right on the front page of HBO Max, and I watched oh. this movie called The Hunt. I don't know. Have you seen okay. it? Okay. I have seen it. Yes, the the yes. Mads Mikkelsen movie where he's accused of being a child molester. No, no, it's uh, the, this it's is the, like they gather Hillary like Swank twelve people, right? Yeah, Hillary Swank. Lindelof yep. wrote it. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they gather twelve people and they bring them to this place and uh, they they basically hunt the the people. Like, um, I feel like there was another another movie about it. Well, it's almost like the Hunger oh. Hunger Games, except they're being hunted too. Okay, but okay, yes, yes, yes. This one, yep. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, I don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the 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 movie was just um, pretty much ridiculous. Uh, it, it, yeah, I really it, political satire. Basically, all these people are, are like deplorables, yes. you know. Um, and they're they're bringing because they, of something they might have said on a social media thing, and uh, they they want to, um. Yeah, kill them basically. You know, make punish right. them for the things that they've said, and the 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 violence is uh, graphic, um, gratuitous, uh, but it, it's got that comedy thing to it. Um, what's the um, what's his name from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Uh, Dennis, Rob. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, Glenn uh, Glenn Howerton. Oh Glenn, yeah, Glenn Howerton. Yep, sorry, I was saying the other one. He he's his character, and he it's almost like he's Dennis, and uh, yeah, he just has that. That it's like he's trying to dentist some people and, and, and manipulate people. I mean, the people hunting them aren't great people, but the people they're hunting aren't great people either. And it's just, I don't know. It, it actually got a lot of crap because it, it's pretty political, but I don't know. It got crap for yeah. the wrong reason. People take it too seriously when it's just like, it's not supposed to be serious. It's just showing the, the, the satire of the, of, of basically American politics. Um, yes. I don't recommend watching it, but I mean, if you do, you probably won't like hate it, but it's right. just not something that I'd say, Hey, yeah, go watch. I endorse this I mean, and I not because of like political stuff off. in it. Yeah. 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 Oh, that, that's nice. the person that, uh, directed it or. Yeah. Uh, Damon Lindelof wrote, he's, he's like one of my favorite, uh, writers, but he usually does TV stuff. Like he did the leftovers and lost. Um, but he does some movies. So oh, okay. like he did Prometheus and a couple and a couple other movies, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, it was a fine watch. That's, yeah. I don't know, best I could say, best I could tell you. But, yeah, if you watch yeah. it, yeah, let me know what you think of it. I have to check it out. It's been, right. Now that it's on it's on Hulu or Max? HBO Max. Okay, now that it's on that, because I didn't want to pay for it, because it was originally supposed to come out in, like, September of, like, 2019, yeah. and then it got, and then Trump was like, this movie is terrible, we can't release this movie, and they freaked out, and they, like, were, like, pushing it back to March, yep. and then yep. it got released in March. And they just released it like during the pandemic, so nobody saw it. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I seen something that, so, that it was somebody was like, I, I wasn't going to pay twenty bucks for this. So at one point, it must have been like twenty bucks, or I, I don't know. But now it's on HBO Max for for a year. So yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, it was one of those if ones it falls that, like, into your lap. Like, you might as well came out. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, what else have you been watching? Ah, uh, that's uh, oh, I, I, I finished that, hacks. Watch it. Oh, you finished hacks? Nice. What'd you think? Yep, I like it. I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> if you're saying it again, it's fine. But no, it actually got a, a better. I, initially, I thought it was just fine, but towards the end, it, it got a lot better. Uh, obviously, you could see the direction that the show was going to go. Um, old person has to um, adjust to the times. Young person has to realize they're uh, not everything. So everything, the, the world's not like you're not entitled to anything, basically. Uh, and those worlds come together and they understand one another and you know, it's fine, <laughs> but it was funny. Uh, the, uh, the actual, yeah. there, there were some really good laugh out loud moments in that, in that show. I would actually recommend that show. Yeah, it was very good. I liked, I liked it a lot. One of, the, one of my favorite things I've seen this year, um, it got greenlit for a season two, especially going to have a season two, uh, considering how it ended on the plane. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, very cool. Also, it's, right, so, uh, yeah. I, I saw that it was in the Emmy nominations, too. Yeah, that's a good segue to our next topic. The 2021 Emmy nominations came out uh, a few days ago. 
The Crown and The Mandalorian both snagged 24 nominations. WandaVision has 23. Queen's Gambit has 18. Mayor of Easton has 16. Boyce has, has five. So that's pretty cool. So, um, so our girl, Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth, uh, what's her name? The, the daughter, awesome. uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen oh, awesome. got, <laughs> got a nom for, <laughs> yeah, got a nom for her turn in that. So any, any big surprises here? Any big, big, big nominations you guys want to talk about? Well, there's one thing that I think is really weird and that's, uh, the, um, um, why am I spacing on his name? He was in Space Jam. Uh, um, got nominated LeBron? for best supporting actor Don Cheadle. Thank you. Oh, Don Cheadle. Say, yes, LeBron yeah. <laughs> for his two two seconds of showing up yeah. with War Machine and doing yeah. nothing. Got nominated. Doing nothing. And he even that he was, was like, hilarious. what? Like I thought that was weird. Like I love Don Cheadle. <laughs> I mean, even after his performance in Space Jam, I love John Don Cheadle. Um, but yes, like, that was yes. weird. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, Are you saying Don Cheadle's performance in Space Jam was not good? Because I thought he was the best I, part of Space Jam. <laughs> he was the best part of Space Jam, but that's a pretty pretty low bar. <laughs> there was this part where I actually thought he was going to turn into War Machine, but I was like, wait, that's a Marvel-owned property. They can't do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. A um, lot of nominations for Ted Lasso. A lot of supporting actors got in there. Mo- pretty, seems like most of the cast got in there for that. Uh, very excited for the next season of that. I think it believe I believe it comes out this month, later this month. So I'm definitely gonna check that out. Um, so yeah, we got lead actor in a comedy. We got uh, Michael Douglas for the Comedy Method. Never, I haven't heard a lot of these shows. I haven't seen a lot of these shows. Yeah, that's, that's one of the shows I've been meaning to check out. Yeah, Gene Smart got in there for for lead actress in a comedy. Um, so she probably, I would say she should take that. Um, where is our late, our gal, uh, what's her face from the mayor of Easttown? Uh, oh, they're all on the, what? um, uh, about, actresses um, in a limited, er, actri- oh, oh wait, limited is, is it limited actress or something? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, probably. Limited it's series her, they got like Anna Taylor Joy, um, Elizabeth Olsen's in there as well. That's a, that's going to be a tough category. Like those are yeah, all great performances. Stacked. Those are all great actresses. Yes, yes, they actually are. Oh, yeah, so Catherine Hahn got in for WandaVision for limited series. Gene Smart for Mayor of Easttown. Oh, that's for supporting actress. Gene Smart deserves to get, like, she's always great. Like, she's always just, like, shows up and shows and just, like, like, her and Watchmen, incredible. Yeah, yes, exactly. I was just to mention that. She's, like, a Gene Smartessence is going on right now, which Mm -hmm. is great. Uh, yeah, Elizabeth Olsen, Anya Taylor Joy for Queen's Gambit. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. Elizabeth yeah. Olsen for One Division, Kate Winslet, yep. and Anya Taylor Joy. Gonna be a tough one. Uh, for lead actor, we got Paul Bettany for One Division, Hugh Grant for Undoing, Hugh McGregor for Halston, Halston, Lin Miranda for Hamilton. That's a weird. That's such a weird thing. Because first of all, it came out so long ago. Hamilton and nobody can yeah. figure out what yeah. Hamilton is. Like it's getting nominated exactly. for Golden Globes and Emmys and yeah, Oscars. Yeah. It's insane. It didn't have a so, good. Yeah. It didn't have a strong showing at Golden Globes though. So I'm wondering if maybe they make up for it here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Should be very interesting. Got lead actresses in uh, the Crown. The Crown took a bunch. Yep. Uh, yep. Let's see. So the based Crown on always the, takes a bunch. They do. They do. Uh, so they usually total, get like two actresses in a category too. Even. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Just again talking about the conglomerates, the the giant movie or yeah, movie studios. Disney got 146 nominations. HBO and HBO Max got 130, and Netflix came in with 129, which is impressive when you're considering you know it's going up against the <laughs> the Goliath that is uh, that is Disney. 
Yep. So yeah. that should be interesting. Yeah. That's on. That's in September on CBS. Uh, I have a. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, and then I, you know, Conan for his last season. I really, hope, I'm really pulling yeah. for him to win Best Variety. You know, which he's won off and on sporadically throughout the years, but I think he deserves to go out with a win. Yeah, I absolutely. think he will. I, uh, I think yeah. especially because that was his last season, he's, he he might do it. Um, and the guests that he had on, I mean, it was, he had a strong showing. The only ones I could see maybe giving him a hiccup uh, would be Trevor Trevor Noah, um, just because yeah. of all his work during the pandemic. And then um, it, it, John Oliver, he he puts out good stuff, but he is polarizing. Yes. A lot of people don't vibe with him all the time. Like if we were going basically strict on strictly on content, like John Oliver should win. But yep. you know he pisses off a lot of people, so I don't I don't know if he actually will take that one. Yeah, yeah. Of all the I was late night hosts, oh sorry, go ahead. Uh, of all the late night hosts, um, you know Conan's always been my favorite. I always watched him after Jay Leno. I felt I always felt like Jay Leno was like like too safe, too too norm. He was like the the normie yeah, <laughs> late night boring, host, and Conan. Man. Yeah, he really was. And Conan was always like this guy that got away with stuff that made these weird sketches of like a you know, a bear scratching his balls masturbating and masturbating bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Masturbating bear, yeah, not scratching balls bear. Um but yeah, very just very irreverent, very just like what what is this show? How did they how does this even airing on, on network television after the tonight show, after this, you know, this this iconic late night show and then you an hour later you get conan o'brien on on the same channel it's pulling it's, up it's walker really... texas ranger lever just oh my god hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better yeah. look behind you when you're texas or something ranger around you yeah, that's a great show dude what are you talking about yeah yeah dropkick side sidekick dropkick whatever his move was <laughs> yep. the roundhouse kick dude roundhouse, roundhouse kick. kick okay all right all right god Settle down. Don't you put, put some respect on it <laughs> So moving uh, on, I was gonna say yes. wait, 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 one okay. more thing. Uh, yeah. A right. surprise that you were you were, you were asking about the boys in a drama category. Oh, I mean, I don't wow. know where you would have put them, but yeah, yeah, the boys were in the drama category. Interesting. Like, I don't Did see you that. winning that one. Uh, like it, it'd no. have to be an actual drama. Mandalorian's also in a drama, which I mean, I guess it could be closer because father son kind of dynamic. But yeah, the boys, I don't really. Well, you know, I guess I yeah, mean, the wife. Hey. It's not going to be Ted Lasso in comedy, though, I don't think. I think Ted Lasso's got that wrapped up. So I'm actually, you know, yeah. I think it's got a better shot. Yes, yes. Yeah, indeed. for sure. Yeah, I mean, well, Ted Lasso's going up against things like uh, Cobra Kai, which, I mean, the only funny thing about that is that it's actually considered a serious show. Like, uh, the, the funniest part is it's a joke. I, have you tried to watch Cobra Kai? Yeah. I've watched, like, the first two episodes, and I was like, I don't know if this is for me. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> So we have a lot to talk about for Loki. So let's get to our uh, discussion of the sixth and final episode of Loki for all time always.
general thoughts. What did you guys think of the season overall and this episode in particular? Derek? I thought it was fun. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 it's all you. Go ahead, man. I, I mean, I thought it was fun. Uh, it was a fun series. Um, I don't know. Something about it felt off, though. Um, we talked about it before. Loki's character, where it was just like, I, it, it didn't have the growth. And in the beginning, you could you could definitely sense the immaturity that was there. And, and I guess maybe what bugged me the most was that all the stuff that Loki went through in the MCU, it, it, it developed over time through movies, uh, you know, the Thor movies, uh, Infinity War, everything. And then for this six-part series, it's like Loki had the worst two days of his life, but he grew more than he did in the entire MCU uh, series. And I guess maybe that's what it was. It's just like an overload where he starts off as a immature person and then he just so much character development where it's like now he's maybe even a better person than he was by the end of MCU. And it's just like, Oh, like that, it was exhausting for me to watch. I mean, I enjoyed the character, but at, at times it felt like the, the, the show was, was a little exhausting, but it was a good show. I, I like the so, way that, because I, I yeah, did feel the same way, but I like that they ended with him still kind of wanting that, that throne, that crown, you know? And it, he says, oh, you, you, I'm, I'm doing this for, you know, selfless reasons. We're going to kill this. We're going to, like, keep this guy alive or whatever. Not because I want the crown. It's, and he keeps telling Sylvie, oh, no, that's not the reason. But I think, like, part of him believes that it is. And I, I'm glad to see that he's still got a little bit of that, like, selfish Loki left. Even if he's, you know, he's grown a lot <laughs> and he's trying to deny it. I think that you can't you can't deny that that bit is still there. And he's, he's, he's still got that little bit of, like, he wants, he doesn't know why, but he wants power. And that's what it, the season that I liked a lot that it kind of addressed. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I, don't, I think that thirst will never go away. But mm-hmm. uh, at the end of it where he was, like, you know, he had tears in his eyes and, and it, it seemed like the only one with real conviction still was, uh, was Sylvie. And I was yeah. kind of like, I'm like, well, like, it's hard to believe that. I, I mean, I guess that's the whole point of the show that could a Loki go against its nature. I feel was, was kind of something they were driving home. Like with the way they, they basically support character browbeat him in the beginning of the, 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 the series. And by the end of it, it's like, Holy shit! He he can change. He can be a good person, and he he just grew up in that, and he 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 had to pretend that he was this. But I I do still think there's something there. I mean, he's never gonna lose that that conniving edge to him. But um, I don't know. I, I felt like something was lost there just by the end of the series with him. Yeah. So I'm much more high on this than you guys are apparently. Um, I, I mean, I loved it. Best. Don't get me wrong. I, I okay. really loved. Yeah. It. Same. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think it's one of the best things they, they've put out so far. Definitely the the better than the other two. Way better than the other two, I think. Just as, oh, in terms so? of... How, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'd agree with how, that. No. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Not way in better, but better. How, Not more, it edges terms, them out, I think. Yeah, yeah. In terms of character development, how they stuck to landing, um, I think this was the least... I, I think they were all produced and made during COVID, and I feel like it was the least impacted by COVID. You look at the production scenes behind WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, and they were both heavily impacted by COVID, not just production-wise, but also story-wise. They had a pretty much uh, Frankenstein back together the story of Falcon and the Winter Soldier based on taking out a huge chunk of it. Um, and I think you could really feel that in the storytelling, especially especially by the end. And this is just so far out there where you just have so much stuff 
so much bigger stuff going on and you have such a interesting character and you said you know it felt like whiplash i guess what you were saying that his character loki the character of loki went through a change very very quickly and yeah you know they they're in they've always they said a couple times in the tva and just you know in general in this universe that he's in time moves differently so there were moments in that show which could have taken place over many, many months or even years because he's in the TVA. And also that part where they, they torture him by having, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Thor's, huh? Siv. Siv, kick him in the balls like over and over again. We don't know how long he was in there. So I think just, you know, we, we, I was watching a bunch of like, you know, Easter egg videos and videos breaking down this thing. And it's just this idea of, you know, humans think that time moves in a linear motion and it really doesn't. And especially in this, in this case where they're outside of, uh, maybe they're outside of time or they're out there, they're, they're somewhere where time moves differently anyway. So he could have been there for way, way, way more than two days. So just because we saw him come from New York being taken to the TVA and then, you know, basically wearing the same clothes, which gets to my point that he must have smelled terrible because you look at <laughs> you look at what he was wearing throughout the at least the last, you know, three episodes. It was that, you know, tie and, and button up shirt and it just soaked and sweat and his hair is all greasy. I cannot imagine how bad he smelled by then. <laughs> But um, it's tough, yeah, I just though. really, we have no really loved of... all the character development, all the all, all the great set pieces, action set pieces. You know, just uh, you know, we'll get into it a little bit. But I was really, really high by the end, especially at the beginning of this episode where they have the sound montage, basically from all of the big moments in the Infinity Saga, and especially Steve and Peggy's song. It's been a long, long time playing in the background. Yeah, this this hit me really really well yeah, that, that got awesome. me too like especially when it kind of ended with the you know uh the quote from wandavision so it ties it back into the other mcu shows i thought that was really smart yeah 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 yeah. so let's get into a little bit where does this rank overall in the mcu for you the uh the tv shows but also just the the 23 uh feature films or 24 now i guess well a, a, when just the shows you know if and i'm counting you know the old the marvel tv um, I would okay. say, I, if you're ranking it against just the other shows, I think that Daredevil is my favorite of the Marvel shows. Like, Daredevil, yes. incredible. Um, mm. I'd say that Cloak and Dagger, incredibly underrated. Like, people mm. did not watch that show, and it's so good. Um, also, another really good show, Peggy Carter. I'd say it's probably, at the fourth spot, it's between this and Jessica Jones, because Jessica Jones had some really strong seasons and a weaker season. Um, so, it's it's you know it depends on what season of Jessica Jones you're talking about. As far as the shows go, I think Loki's about four or five. In the context of the movies, um, I'd say it's like top, like it's the bottom of the top tier for me. Like it's not gonna mm. beat like the the all time greats for me. It's not gonna be up there with you know the Captain America like threes and like the End Games and stuff. But it is gonna be above most MCU stuff, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's really really high for me as well. Um, probably, yeah, like you said, in the top third of the MCU movies. Um, I really like Daredevil. I really like Jessica Jones. Um, I think this just has so much more going on. <laughs> as far, I mean, you have you have free will and uh, that kind of thing with Jessica Jones, especially with that, with the first season. Um, 
But yeah, this just it gets into so much stuff that I that I love thinking about philosophy and predestination and uh, uh, fascism and just uh, really really amazing themes going out throughout the show that they that they you know you could think about all those the 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 MCU shows that you mentioned were you know 10, 12, 13 episodes and this just encapsulates all of that in a much shorter season. So it was really impressive on, on that front. Um, so let me see what, so spoilers for all of this, by the way, yeah. <laughs> if you weren't, I'll put that in the show notes and all that, but, uh, spoilers for all of this, what going into this, how much did you think it was going to be Kang? Like, were you 90% sure it wasn't going to be Kang? Cause I was pretty sure we were not going to see Kang in this. Well, yeah. Cause it was an interesting because everybody, you know, kind of was like when WandaVision was like, it's going to be Mephisto. It's going to be Mephisto. And yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, that was I was a little. I felt like it might be Kang more than that because I was like, it's definitely not going to be Mephisto because there's been absolutely zero clues that it's going to be some random person who's never shown up before in Wandavision. Whereas in this, they were kind of like, there is somebody like some mysterious figure that you haven't seen before, somebody who's going to be revealed. And with it being like, you know, one of the statues kind of looking like Jonathan Majors, and I wish I didn't know the casting news from Quantumania. Because I would have been like, because yeah. I know like who Kang is a little bit from like some like old show, like the Avengers show that I used to watch back in the day, the Earth's Mightiest Heroes show. And so if I would have like slow that information had been slowly doled out to me, and I would have realized, oh, it's Kang the Conqueror. But as soon as I saw Jonathan Major show up, I was like, okay, well, it's Kang, you know. Um, but I, so I did. It was kind of like a fifty-fifty thing for me. It's like maybe it will be, maybe it won't. But this could be a way for them to introduce this big bad because obviously he's such an important character in Marvel that he's going to be more important than just being in Ant-Man uh, 3. Um, so, mm, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it was kind of just like a, you know, it felt a lot more sure than it was that the WandaVision thing was going to happen. And I just really wish that, because I'm so tired of everyone, like, trying to spoil everything before it happens. And yeah. all, all the speculation I try to avoid because I just want to go in fresh and not have this weird theory that, like, of a character that I would never have known about come in and, like, I'm like, oh, well, you know who Gu- Gugu Mbatha-Ra is playing, and this she does this in the comics. You know exactly what's going to yeah. happen. And so yeah. I try to avoid all of that. Yes, yes. Um, Deanne, how surprised were you to see Kang in this final episode? I was actually pretty surprised. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Uh, just everything you talked about, the uh, the basic uh, cock-blocking for WandaVision and <laughs> I don't really I don't I don't know if there was one for well there was what was the what was the one for Winter Soldier and Falcon I feel like they were talking about somebody before that too somebody was gonna um, show up oh, I mean the reveal, the reveal the yeah the reveal was the power broker yeah but I felt like okay. that was gonna be somebody who was gonna be in the show and yeah like yeah yeah I mean the Julie Louise Dreyfus thing was kind of out of nowhere I guess yeah yes. true yeah yes. I did not expect Indeed. her to see her in the MCU yeah. um yeah, but, but, but Kang, um, yeah, I mean, I, I had a feeling we're, we were going to get to that eventually. I mean, just from everything everybody said, that seemed like one of the things that where it was actually going to stick. But I did not think that we were going to see him at the end of Loki. I thought it was just going to be another thing where uh, Ravana Renslayer was going to be the, the, the big bad, and then she, you know, dips out at the end, and um, then we get a we get a clue later on, like a, like a Thanos reveal, like, oh, mm. here I am. And it's like, well, I'll do it myself, you know, that kind of thing. I, I, yeah, I did yeah. think it was Renslayer at first until, like, then she was really confused by it, where she was like, I got to figure this out. And then I was kind of like, okay, maybe mm. there's somebody else here. Yep. I was even yep. leaning towards, like, a Mobius double cross. Like, turns out oh. he was, um, I don't know, either the bad or maybe even a Loki himself. I, I saw a lot of people, too, were thinking that there was another Loki that was going to be in the the 
the palace at the end. Hmm. Yeah, that could be. Yep. Um, so yeah, I just want to get into a little bit of the relationship between um, Loki and uh, Sylvia. What was her name? Sylvie. Sylvie. Um, Sylvie. Yeah, it was just so heartbreaking that you know she is just seeking vengeance and revenge against Kane to the point where she's she's just you know straight ahead she's tunnel visioning towards Kane and not listening to anything you know Loki is saying and I think you know going back to what you guys said about I think it, it might be possible that he is still waiting for an opportunity to take power but wouldn't he have done that when Miss Minutes you know tempted him with it yeah, if I mean, really I think he's been it. pretty straightforward the entire time. I don't, I don't, I mean, I think this is the Loki we got now, kind of like the, the humanized version, the one that, you know, he, at this point he'll be, he'll be tempted with power, but it's going to the the, the true display of character is him going to be rejecting the power, yeah, and, and okay. everyone being like, oh yeah. yeah, that's that's our Loki, that's our guy, yeah, because at the end, <laughs> like he... Sylvie is, I'm sorry, uh, Sylvie's oh, the manifestation of what Loki was. It's kind of like that's the one that still needs to 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 do what everybody expects a Loki to do. That's what Sylvie is at this point to the show as compared to oh. what Tom Hiddleston's Loki is, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, the ending it felt to me kind of like, okay, you know, he has kind of been like, All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna not take the crown, I'm gonna try and be good, but then they're like they serve it to him on a silver platter, and they're like, and if you do this, you're saving the universe. And he's like, okay. He kind of hasn't exactly, you know. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, I'll be a good guy. I'll do this. You know, he kind of wink, wink to himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I can understand why Sylvie wouldn't trust that either. Yeah. Because, I mean, she knows what that Loki is. He he admits it, and he knows what she is. So it's like, all right, you guys can run this thing. And it's like, no, I'm going to kill you. It's like, wait, 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 let's hear him out. Let's hear him out. It's like, no, see, you want the crown. That's why. Yeah. That's what this is what the whole thing's about. I can't trust you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was just saying, let's take a minute, let's fucking chill and think yeah. about what he's talking about. And I have, you know, it's one of my topics I want to talk about, which is this false choice that Kane gives them. He gives them this ultimatum where he says, you know, there is going to be chaos. I am I am the I might be a mean old dictator, but that's what this reality demands is a dictator to to basically tamp down the violence and chaos that would erupt without me but i also said to you in, in a text message that what he wants is chaos what he is he has controlled everything for up to this point or he, he has you know gained control up to this point i should say you know he's beaten back all of his other variants he's come he's come out out, out on top and he is bored, but he's also extremely uh, confident and extremely egotistical to the point where he wants to do it all over again because he thinks he's going to win again. That's the whole. That's the whole thing. I think uh, people are getting hung up on it. Like, why would he want to do this? Why he's he's the ruler. He's won. He's already got everything, but he wants it again. He thinks he's so all powerful and all knowing, and he can't be. He's he's so confident that he cannot be stopped. He's gonna run run it back again. <laughs> he's gonna redo everything he's he's already done just to prove the point that he can win again. Um, so again, uh, I want to talk about the uh, Sylvia and Loki relationship because the the writing in this again, the writing in this is incredible, just like it was in, in WandaVision, where where Vision says, you know, what is grief if not love per, per, uh, persevering? One of the great lines uh, so far in in this new Phase Four. But another another line I want to uh, talk about is uh, Loki talking to Sylvie on the train. It's a shame to let that go to waste. Hey, change the subject. I thought an answer. To what? Your question. 
Love is a dagger. It's a weapon to be wielded far away or up close. You can see yourself in it. It's beautiful until it makes you bleed. But ultimately, when you reach for it, it isn't real. Love is an imaginary dagger. It doesn't make sense, does it? No. Terrible metaphor. Damn! I thought I had something there. And that's very, you know, it's a, it's a foreshadowing of the uh, encounter they have in King's, uh, in King's office, where you know she betrays him and pushes him away, and you know seeks vengeance, even though she knows it's going to end up, it's probably going to end up very badly, even though he's warning her, please don't do this. And so that love and that trust that they built up over, all over this time is now used against uh, Loki in that scene. So I thought it was very, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Dion, did you, uh, did you pick up on that? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I, he he absolutely was playing playing both of them against each other, and and yeah, you know, I I, I you, you you talked about the text message we shared, and I, I've had some time to think about it. I, while I I don't necessarily think that all Kang, Kangs are evil; there are good and they're bad. Um, yeah. The more you think about it, I mean, it's kind of I feel like it could be open to interpretation. He could have been being completely honest, but at the same time. There, there could have been better ways to achieve his goal. So it, it almost seems like there was a, um, uh, ulterior motive, basically, for him to have two Lokis show up at his doorstep and 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 give them this this choice that they're supposed to make together when no Loki can basically agree on anything together. <laughs> so to to play them against each other absolutely seems like some sick trick that uh. Maybe maybe Kang isn't as good as I originally perceived him to be, but right. what what happened between the two of them was absolutely intentional. You watch mm. Kang when he's when he's revealing all this stuff, yeah. and like he's blurred out in the background, but yeah. like he's sitting there like with his his chin in his finger in his hands, or he's like smiling when they're fighting, and it's like ooh, and even when like Sylvie's like on top of him, ready to you know gank him, is like he he's still like I am thoroughly entertained with this so yeah i i agree with <laughs> yeah. you completely yeah and i think yeah. he also yeah, yeah. was just like i just want to be surprised because he had like he has been gone through so many eons just you know like thousands of lifetimes just seeing everything that ever has happened and he's just like you know what it's like he's got he's had all the spoilers and now he finally gets to watch something new something <laughs> where he doesn't know the ending and he's like he's got these two you know opposite sides of the coin and it's what's it going to land on is it going to land on you know the greed the person who can't trust or the person who can't trust anyone and you know the the greed and, or the like want for power and just seeing them play against each other he was definitely having a fun time watching and jonathan majors sells that so well he's kind of like geeking out and just like ooh, what's gonna happen i'm eating my apple blah, blah, blah. yeah <laughs> yeah eating yeah, thought... an apple is so pretentious <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you um I've been going out of a huge rabbit hole with podcasts and, and YouTube videos over the past couple of days, picking apart every symbolism of this episode. Do you think that they put that apple in there to to reference the biblical uh, symbol of temptation? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think I they put see it in the connection. Bad guys eat apples a lot, like Barbosa eating an apple and like pirates and stuff. It just you know, kind of yeah. you know the uh, kind of shows somebody like, oh, I've got I'm in a kind of an evil aristocrat. They'll eat an apple. So, I mean, maybe a little yeah. bit, but I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can see it, you know, just uh, the fact that it's it's a woman and a man. Uh, there's an apple oh, yeah. there, 
Loki's yeah. are generally considered, well, I would imagine like a snake or something, a lizard type, such as a Loki alligator. Um, so I can see the the connection there. I, yeah. I, I assume you probably have a more in-depth analysis. <laughs> well, I mean, that's basically it. You know, you, that is what it, I thought they, I don't know if they could just make it be an accident because I think a lot of these shows, especially this one, with it leading to so much more of the MCU and opening it up and being one of the last, you know, shows or things that were that they're going to put out there before they get to the movies. I really don't think that have just having them eat an apple is, was was by accident. I think they they've talked about this before, where they know the internet, the internet is watching. They know the internet is going to be talking about. And picking apart every little moment and every little background scene and every little subtle hint to anything. So I really, I, I highly doubt that, that that was put in there by accident. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, just talking about, again, phase four and what the themes are going to be of it and how Kang is basically wants to bring about chaos. And I think it's really interesting. I'm wondering if you guys think it's interesting, too, about how the theme of the Infinity Saga was order and balance, because that is literally what uh, what Thanos said, you know, balance in all things as it should be. And Kang wants to bring about chaos. Is that is that going to be uh, the main theme of the upcoming phase four? Yeah, I think it could be. I'd say it'd have to be. Yeah, like it's, I don't know if well, you guys I'd... ever watched uh, Legend of Korra, um, but you know, it's no. uh, uh, the ba- main antagonist in season four, uh, three is all about like, cre- you know, is an anarchist and they're all about creating chaos. And then their kind of chaos that leads to, you know, a authoritarian, just somebody who's obsessed with like order and, you know, becomes a tyrant. And I think that kind of the opposite could happen, you know, with phase, you know, three leading into phase four here, where like all the kind of like order that, that Thanos was doing kind of leads to some bad guys who are just like, we've got to tear down, like Thanos wanted to just like have order and balance and everything. We've got to tear all down these old systems. And we've already kind of seen it a little bit with, you know, the or the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where it's about like tearing down these, you know, corrupt systems and just kind of like the people who want to uphold the old way. So I think that, you know, the kind of like villain, you know, Marvel's been good recently with having villains with a point. So I think that might be something they lead into with the kind of like tearing down of the old order. And just like on a, a very straightforward level, I mean, Kang, he, he admitted everything. The whole idea that there's a universal timeline and that his death would cause instant chaos and the fact that he recruited two trickster gods, uh, gods of mischief, to uh, <laughs> to, to try to um, divvy up the power here. And, well, I mean, all of that is just chaos. So I can't imagine Phase 4 being anything but chaos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm so, so, so excited to see, you know, the new, the new Spider-Man with all the different characters they're bringing in, but especially Doctor Strange. There's all these memes of just like Doctor Strange walking into the room, just like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Wanda's I like the, I like the one where it's like the dog is in the room with the fire all around yeah. him, and uh, the fire, each one had a different face, like it was Wanda, then it, had, it was Kang, and then it was yeah. uh, Loki's, and it was just like, this is fine. This is yeah. fine. <laughs> I love the one, I love the one where it's from Community where it has uh, Donald Glover walking into the room and everything's on fire with the pizza. That's yep. a great that's one, too. That's also the darkest yep. timeline, so. 
Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's going to be really interesting. Do you think, Derek, that um, uh, Dr. Strange saw this in his, because we saw him in Infinity Wars being like, this, this is the one timeline where we won. I think I talked to, to Deanne about this uh, a few weeks ago, but do you think he saw this? Do you think he saw the TVA? Did he see Kang? How much are they going to go back, do you think, and say like, oh, yeah, yeah, Dr. Strange, he saw all of this. He saw all of this happening. How far, could, how far out can they go with that? That's cute. I never even thought about that. That's that's an interesting question because you know it's like because he you know he did look forward into the future. So it's like okay, this is the only situation when we win. But then it has all these other ripples. So I'd be curious yeah. to see if he did find out some of those ripples. And now like this multiverse is going to split again, and he's got to deal with you know getting things back in line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I, the joke that I had where he's like, "Nah, it wasn't one one uh, ending. It was just I meant use one time or one." infinity stone otherwise you're gonna kill yourself you idiot (laughs) (laughs) but no i mean even that it's just like a a gigantic troll like yeah i mean this is the one timeline we beat thanos but uh there's nothing about the guy that comes after him like like, well you can't focus on what comes next if we can't beat what's happening now so okay i don't know if he 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 saw that or he looked that far ahead i mean at this point you got to remember though that when uh, Kang had everything, he gave him the script and was like, "Yeah, yeah, this is everything you're going to say." Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Yeah, I know it all. Like, I got this thing programmed. I'll dodge all your attacks. It's whatever." But then that yeah. part where he gave him the ultimatum and was like, "Ooh, like this, I don't know what comes next." Like at, at that point, I can't imagine Strange would know what would come next if Kang didn't even know what was going to happen next. You know? Yeah, right. Is and it, I think that if is, Doctor Strange knows what's going to happen already in Doctor Strange too, that kind of ruins the narrative stakes. If he's like, "All right, I already know what we're going to do," because he, him knowing in Endgame and Infinity War didn't really matter because because he's only in a little bit of both of those movies. But if he's the lead character, then and he knows mm, everything that's going to mm. happen. That's not interesting to watch. It's going to be the sh- shortest movie ever. Because, I mean, we, he could just say, this, this, instead of all these memes where it's like, oh, where's Doctor Strange for all this? He's actually already planning on how to counter this Kang situation. And when his movie comes around, it's just like, oh, yeah, here we go. All right. Oop. Five minutes Oop. in, you know, just yeah. done. Roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the beginning of Endgame. Um, but also, you know, Kang is, is operating on a level that is actually higher than Doctor Strange and everything we've seen before. Remember, because in Endgame, you had um, the Ancient One explaining, this is our one timeline. You take out this one Infinity Stone from this one timeline, and this timeline gets all fucked up. But, you know, Kang was saying there are, you know, dimensions on top of dimensions on top of dimensions. So do we think that Doctor Strange knows yeah. that? Cause, or is he just operating on the one timeline? I think Here's my idea: is that that one timeline was actually just like all those timelines. Say the ancient one, ancient one. Like, oh yeah, you go back and get this stone from this point, this stone from this point. You know, it's not necessarily all one straight timeline, but it's all one frayed timeline that comes back to being yeah. one timeline. You know, so right. Uh, in that situation, like the ancient one's telling the truth, but. Uh, like you're saying they're layered on top of each other like what's to say okay so you got this universe that's on top of this universe but there could be variations of that universe you know um, yeah. i mean there's no rules to multiverses or anything like that no disney's in like this really. uncharted territory where at, they can literally write any outcome and still like sure tr- make it work in the end because nothing makes sense about multiverses mm-hmm. and no such yeah yeah and what do you think, Derek? yeah and i think every yeah. you know or most of the different timelines probably have their own Doctor Strange dealing with their own, you know, stuff. Oh, I never thought of that. Hmm? 
I never thought of I never thought of that. Multiple Doctor Stranges. <laughs> he's gonna be fucking crazy. <laughs> Jesus, and they, yeah, he's, they not a, he's not a Nexus being, right? So there be there could be. Yeah, but he's. I, I think, is there a situation where there's like superheroes that have like so, so say like in one universe could a Doctor Strange also be a Spider Man? Yeah, well, is that, that possible? Uh, right, they're gonna be like uh, Black Panther yeah. was um, Star Lord in one of the What If episodes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I heard about that. I was gonna, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That is that is crazy to think about the scale that we're operating now on. Of like, you think about the moment in Endgame where all the portals are opening from every point in the universe. Now later on, we're gonna have a you know secret, secret wars uh, moment. Let's say in five to ten years of all the portals of portals opening all across the universe. You know, bringing everybody from yeah. every <laughs> dimensional. Wire dancing through and like blind. Uh, yeah. You're gonna get the the blind blind Affleck yeah. coming through all this stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be absolutely. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Ben Affleck Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> need me more, baby. Woo! So, so staying on the Nexus event and and Galaxy Brain theories, did Steve staying in the past create the first Nexus event? Was something I saw in a video where, you know, the 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 moment where he stays behind. Some people are theorizing that that is what created the ripples and created, you know, that happened in twenty, say twenty twenty three, right? And mm-hmm. and Kang is from the thirty first century, so a thousand years in the future. Did Steve Rogers staying in the past with Peggy, as nice as it was, did that create the ripples that uh, affected the future to the to the point where now we have Kang? I don't know. If that was the first, but it was definitely one of the one of the Nexus events. It, ha- it had to be right. Yeah, it had to be, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just so uh, that's the thing though, like any of these you could draw up any uh timeline just be like, yeah, that was going to create a Kang like and th- there would be no way for us to know that Captain America staying in a certain timeline would create a Kang at some point, you know? Like what would be the catalyst for that? Yeah, they could say anything. Well, Making a make he's a variant, right? He's the variant of his timeline. Of our well, no, our Captain America, let's say, right, is the variant of uh, Peggy's timeline. He's not supposed to be there, right? Mm. He's he's out of time, just like uh, Loki was. Loki was at a place where he wasn't supposed to be when he picked up the the space stone when he picked up the t- the tesseract, and they picked him up there. So it's like, why didn't they pick up Steve there? <laughs> why didn't they pick up Gamora in 2023 because she's from 2014? Yeah, so a bunch of a bunch of questions. Yeah, that's that the thing. To- Is it just assumed that anytime someone strays off the the beaten trail, that that's going to make a because because yeah. Kang's not actually born until the 30 31st century or I, something? So I guess. By creating a new timeline, you you would be creating a possibility where Kang could be born, right? So that's why he nips all these other timelines in the bud uh, as soon as he well, can. Well, that's where you started. the current Kang. That's where you started, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like the he, same rules as uh, like the Star Trek like time travel rules where it's, you know, when you go back to the past, you don't change the past and you don't, like... You know, it's not all a loop or anything, but you're creating like you know this brand new past. So that's why in the the J.J. Abrams kind of Star Trek universe, that's where Vulcan's blown up. But if you know you watch the Picard show, like that's you know Vulcan hasn't blown up because that's still like the original timeline and it's not related to this offshoot. But and you do have like them talking about oh yeah when Spock went back in the because you, you it follows on from when Spock left that original timeline and went and created the mo- new movie timeline. So it's it's uh, yeah it's kind of trippy yeah. like that. Yeah, right, right. It's I think what is 
I think what they're going to have to do or you know, how they're going to explain it away, all the different variants is saying like, you know, Kang basically trimmed timelines and he, and, he, and he pruned people and he pruned events that either didn't lead to him winning the uh, multiversal war or um, didn't, it didn't help him win or hurt him from winning or stopped him from yeah, it, it, winning the multiversal it, it war. It hurt his, you know, his competition. Like if he prunes this timeline, this Kang that would have arisen – doesn't have yeah, like this advantage exactly so he can still win exactly. the war yeah i think that's absolutely exactly yeah 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 okay yeah i guess that um, makes sense so, i looked at a nexus event as just him offing any cane that came around just to be safe but i guess if it, if yeah. if they presented a challenge it would make more sense that he would pursue that that timeline as opposed to any other one yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So as we're wrapping up here, let me let's talk about who we think is the MVP of the series. Is it Sylvie? Do we got Loki? Ravona? Who do who do you guys think was the best uh, best character of the show? For me, it was Mobius. Like I, I thought he was just I love Owen Wilson, and just having him kind of like all those characters. They're all great, you know. Uh, Alligator Loki too. They're all amazing, you know. Um, but just Owen Wilson, <laughs> he's just so. He's so earnest and just like happy, and how he he kind of has this you know this growth from the beginning. He's just kind of like a company man through and through, and by the end he's like, you know, let's tear this whole thing down. And that's why it's so yeah. tragic when Loki goes yes. back and he sees he's like, who are you? What's going on? Wow, you know, you're crazier than a road lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. That was yeah. good. Yeah, I agree with you, uh, Owen Wilson. Uh, Mobius was my was my favorite character, the MVP, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, second would be old Loki. Him just raising uh, Asgard, that that image of Asgard, and just screaming glorious purpose. Like, it just, it, yeah. even not that just display of power, which was incredible, but uh, just the dialogue that he had, too. He was just a very entertaining character for the, the very little screen time that he had. And we're talking about very little screen time. Um, you know, Jonathan Majors as King. Like, just, I was captivated when I, he came out, and he was just, he had that kind of, like, uh, like I don't care kind of thing or that it's just like I'm not underestimating you it's uh it, it's not cocky you know like I I can back it up like you can't hit me you can't do this and it's just he he just oozed that charisma and it was that was that was fun to watch and obviously uh Loki himself I thought you know the the range that he showed just going yep. through every single situation the growth uh just really impressive and it was as much as it, it it did create that feeling of whiplash, it was nice to see Loki feeling vulnerable. Like the last time you saw the dude cry was, uh, you know, uh, he, well, I, mean, I guess the mother thing too, where he was in the, uh, the cage and you showed the, when he trashed the room, but you know, uh, the, the, the situation yeah. with Thor, like right, uh, when they were showing the clip of his life, like the last thing you remembered, like he was laying there and Thor was on top of him. Like that moment, you know, it's just like, Oh shit. Like that's, that's that's uh the most human Loki has felt, and then you got this whole thing where it's just like yeah, it's just the range, you know. It was, it was really good acting on his part. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, for me, you know, it's a safe choice. It's the obvious choice, but I got I have to go with Tom Hiddleston. It's just he carried the show on his back. He's there most of the time. Uh, you were saying, you know, it's impressive to to come in and do a little bit of uh you know character work at the at the end with Kang or whoever else. Um, but you know, he he had. He had to play a character, right, that was different from the one he's been playing for the past 10 years. He had to reset back to the character he played almost 10 years ago in 2012. 
um, then had to come in and the character is dropped in this unknown situation, situation he's never been in uh, with the TVA alone on top of the fact he doesn't have his powers, on top of the fact that he's learning that Infinity Stones don't work there and that they are operating on a completely different plane of level, power level that he's ever experienced before, on top of the fact that he he – he he's exposed to his end, to the fact that he kills his mother, uh, that uh, that he dies at the hand of Thanos. On top of all that, he's meeting he meets a, a parallel version of him in Sylvie, and he falls for her. There's so many different things going on all at the same time, so many layers being placed upon him, and it's it is so fucking impressive that he's playing all of this so subtly, especially in that um, one of the last scenes we see him in, where he's you know kicked out of the of King's. Uh, office and he's sitting there and he's just so defeated because this person he's falling in love with just just betrayed him and he realizes that basically the entire universe is going to start breaking down at any moment and he's just sitting there and he has the choice of either sitting there uh in his despair to just sit there and, and let the world let the universe destroy itself but he doesn't he does himself off and he runs and he tries to to fix it the best he can and then um is met with a mobius and a b15 that don't recognize him so it's so fucking tragic just a just an amazing performance overall mm-hmm. oh yeah definitely yeah 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 really really great, great. yeah uh so any other things mobius you want to talk about get his either either uh, that is the, that is worse than being heartbroken and being. That's the most tragic part of the, the show, am I right? Yeah. That's why I'm like, I, I was like, there's got to be a season two. I've got to see Owen Wilson on a jet ski. Yeah, the yeah, dream can't exactly. end here. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, I got a question for you. I, I, I mean, sure. I got a thought for you. Basically, what if? Yes, uh, have you considered that the TVA is in the quantum realm? Yeah, yeah, I did. I think we oh. talked about this early about on it. because they. They said, you know, time moves differently Because the Ant-Man and the Kang thing, you know. The Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, That's yeah Ant-Man and the Wasp, where they have that thing in the background where they have the city in the background. Yeah, entirely possible. Entirely possible. Yeah, because uh, um, I saw that Kang was uh, quantum mania for the Ant-Man series, and uh, it's got to be. I mean, what the hell is Ant-Man yeah. and Wasp going to do yep. against Kang? Yep. <laughs> I got, I got one question. To see that. And I guess yes. he could do the old sure. shrinking. Sure. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. What were we saying about shrinking? Oh, I was going to say, I mean, I suppose Kang, uh, Ant-Man could be Kang's greatest threat, you know, shrink to the size of an ant, just, you know, the the, the old meme, crawl up inside his ass <laughs> and expand. <laughs> no more Kang problem. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. If you go up my go if you go up my ass, there will be somebody worse whose ass you'll have to go up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but my question to you question guys, here? and this is something yeah. that I asked on another podcast too, talking about Loki. Would you guys make out with a gender swap version of yourself? Mm. No. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, me too. What? Me too. No. I would. I would. <laughs> yeah. Come no, on, dude. I would not. Uh, if, <laughs> if it's if, it, if you're talking about like, the, does it look like me? Maybe. But if it is just like you know, me, me. It's like, like it's like a it's, just, you know like it looks like as you as much yeah. as you know Sylvie looks like Loki, so pretty different. Okay. Okay. So okay. Yeah. Personal. If it's a different. If it's different. If it's a different personality, and she has better hygiene than I do, then then probably yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, yeah. I'm not. I'm Damn. not taking to bed somebody with with, with dingleberry snow. It's not going to happen. 
I, uh, that was so one of the what, things I think might have yeah. bugged me about Sylvie was that she had that blonde hair, and I was like, she needs black hair for me to really believe that she's a Loki. Like even wearing the crown oh. and, and the gear, I was like, I, I'm not, I'm not vibing with it. She doesn't feel like a Loki. Old man Loki felt yeah. like that could be a Loki, you know, that mm-hmm. Tom Hiddleston yeah. could grow into. The, even the crocodile seemed more realistic just because it was a totally different species, but yeah. just a different gender, and she had blonde hair. I was like, this is throwing me off. Like I don't know, maybe there was there was some connection I was missing with Sylvie and the entire thing, and I, maybe I was so superficial that i thought it was just their hair <laughs> yeah 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 um so let's move on to uh give a little love to the uh the writers of the show um director kate heron basically made the bible of the show the show bible she created like the entire world and presented it to, to kevin feige and really really um single-handedly uh, created a lot of what we saw on the show michael uh writer michael waldron uh, the music was incredible i love this music it's one of those musics that i go back and listen to even on spotify you know separate from the show that that score just just incredible incredible i think it's called like the green loki the green uh, music or something like that but yeah really really incredible um and then moving on to you know the future of the mcu we have you know young loki could join the young avengers along with wiccan and speed we're gonna have kate bishop in the new um uh, what's it what's the guy's called with the arrow and the guy and the oh thing. hawkeye and then you got y- yelena yeah. coming in as the new black widow yelena Yep, yep. Could be, could have Iron Lad, could be a young Reed Richards or, or a young Tony Stark, um, or, you know, um, Morgan Stark could be part of that. America Chavez, Stasher, you got K- uh, Casey Lang as her, um, Kid Loki, Miss Marvel, and Isaiah Bradley's son, uh, grandson, Elijah Bradley, uh, playing is it, Patriot. Isn't so. Ironheart going to be in it too? Ironheart, yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so many, so many different possibilities for what's going on. And I think Spider Man, too, like, honestly, might, you know, because he's still, you know, a kid. Tom Holland will be 15 forever. Uh, yeah, I could bring in Miles Morales. Miles Morales yeah. could have so many different things. So many different things. So, any final thoughts we have about uh, Loki season, season one? I think I just wanted. I was uh, wondering. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just wondering. Uh... Where you think, for at least Loki and um, and 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 Sylvie, going forward, what do you think their roles are going to be? I have like no for idea. season two, I mean, yeah. what, what do we expect to see out of them? Uh, I mean, Sylvie's probably hopefully going to have regrets about what she did and realize. I think this is a very similar situation yeah. one one to you know the Infinity War moment of Star Lord being the shadow of Thanos because you know that's a very um, <laughs> emotional moment, but you also Selfish. have. Yeah, selfish moment, very, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, impulsive moment, just like Infinity War. But you also have... Yeah, emotionally charged. Emotionally charged moment, exactly. But you also have the, the beginning of, of um, Endgame, where Thor kills Thanos, and it didn't really mean anything. I think you're going to have both of those things going on, where she has to reckon with her with her actions and realize that you know vengeance doesn't really give you the closure that you think it will. And then on top of that... <laughs> cleaning up her mistake of making a new multiversal war. I think <laughs> she's going to have to be the be at least not at the forefront of it, but at least give some recommendations on how to fix how to how to clean up her own mess. So I think that's going to be her uh, mission yeah, going some forward. Atonement, you know, atonement. Exactly. That's the word I was looking for. Exactly. So yeah. and then also Loki. Loki will be sort of like Hulk in Infinity War. I know, I know I'm know, i making comparisons to Infinity War a lot, but there, there's a lot there where um, Loki could be like Hulk being like, you know, Thanos is coming, Thanos is coming. Doctor Strange is like, who? <laughs> Loki's going to have to walk and be like, Kang is coming! And everyone's like, 
Yeah, we know. He's already here. <laughs> King's, King's a ruler. Oh, shit. Really? Fuck. <laughs> so that's going to be... Uh, yeah, that would be an interesting development. Like, Loki ex- yeah. experiencing all this and screaming at people like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. And everyone's just like, yeah, Loki, we know. It's already happening. God. Yeah, where have you You're been? You're so annoying. <laughs> where have you been? Weren't you dead? Didn't you die? It's like, long story. Long story. Uh, Derek, any what about you, Derek? I think, think that, you know, I don't know. I think Sylvie might... I don't think she's going to be as regretful. Like, uh, I think she might be kind of like, yeah, we. I had to do it. You know, like, you know, she might be a little plagued by like, you know, what do I do now after I got my revenge? But, you know, I think she is going to come down on the side of we had to commit this chaotic act because it's better than just, you know, living under a tyrant she had to do it for free will and i think that's going to be kind of a major running theme right. in the mcu season four or phase four and then just kind of loki season two is just kind of this theme of free will and it, loki and sylvie are going to kind of explore that in a more in-depth way in the next season and maybe do some time traveling different dimensions and stuff like that yeah 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 double down on that if you, if you don't stand for something you fall for yeah. everything kind of thing yeah, yeah i can see yeah. i can see sylvie doing that uh, yeah. I, I mean you were on i agree with you about sylvie at least for loki I don't know. I, I feel like him doing like a like a Nick Fury kind of thing. Yeah, maybe maybe he's like screaming for everybody, like, "Oh yeah, Kang's coming!" But like, what if he actually took on the role to actually start recruiting people to 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 defeat him? You know, like uh, he's kind of like the captain now. Like, I mean, I, he's not gonna like sit on the sidelines and just be like a cheerleader. But I feel like he's going to be the one that's kind of like this, this weird dynamic. We already seen Loki in such a uh, a strange spot where. Uh, he's been so humanized. It's like, man, like, w- what do you do with him now? And just to, to imagine all these other superheroes that that already have the recognition, that are already accepted by people, uh, just suddenly, you know, respecting Loki and, and treating him as if they're one of them. Like, I think that'd be, like, just you know, like the cherry on top of all the the, the character development that Loki has experienced this entire series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so I think that'll do it for our discussion on the Loki season one and for episode 121. Uh, Derek, plug your stuff. Where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, people can find me on my podcast, Underrated, where we talk about underrated movies. Um, That's just on any podcast apps or however you're listening to this. Check out Underrated just by searching for that. Um, Or Undercast Company is the name of me and my friends that we do our podcast together. Uh, find us on Instagram, or um, you can find me on Instagram at Derek's Photos with an underscore between Derek's and Photos, and D E R I C K S. That's me. Very cool, Dion. Where can people find you on the internet if they can? Uh, you already know what I do. <laughs> I do know. <laughs> so to try to trick you into plug in your Instagram or something, yeah. So I uh, uh, you know, can I say something at gmail.com? There, there you go. Yes, that's not a real website but you can go ahead and, and email it actually and tell, is dude right right into me yeah right into that and tell me what you find is it okay all right all right <laughs> yeah so, dude, i made it okay great so email that person email him do that <laughs> give us your feedback there uh so this week i'm going to be in another turtle stack episode last time I completely forgot to talk about the uh, Peggy and Cap relationship. It was a, it's a show about passion. You come on and talk about stuff that you're super passionate about. So I went on there a couple weeks ago, talked about the MCU overall, all the, uh, you know, being part of a crowd, all those amazing reactions to the moments of the MCU. Uh, this week I'll be diving more deeply into the character, uh, interpersonal uh, character development, character relationships, things like that. Uh, the first episode she told me will be dropping 
uh, August 4th. So look out for that. And then maybe another one uh, after that, soon after that. But, okay. yeah. yeah, I just want to say real quick, uh, I've listened to you guys on this, this pod uh, a couple times now. And I've listened to you on other pods. And uh, while, you know, I don't always recognize it, I think I think you are an incredible interviewer. Thank you. And 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 I don't I don't know if I give you enough credit. You got that that sultry podcast voice, and and, and you too, Derek. Oh, really? I, I, I really uh, I like your work too. Yeah. I I like the dynamic you two share. I was saying to him, I was saying to Damien, I was like, you know, th- this guy sounds just like me, except he says things a lot better, and he has a lot more knowledge <laughs> about all the stuff that you like. <laughs> well, uh, keep up the good work. Thank guys. you, thank you, you too, uh-huh. man. Thank you. We will. Yeah, we bring you on as the you know audience proxy. You are co- the common Joe. You're, you're Joe six pack. So we bring you right. on to yep. be the audience. I, I don't have those technical terms for you, but I'll tell you how it is. Just as you know, normal man. <laughs> yeah, shooting from the hip. Pew pew. Shooting from the hip. Pew pew pew. pew, pew, pew. <laughs> All right. So for can I say something? I've been Damien. I've been Deej. And I've been Derek. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>